it's two black girls in a white neighborhood for today though it's technically just gonna be one black girl in a white neighborhood jada is taking care of some family stuff so i thought that i would just you know get on the mic and do a special little episode on therapy so um i go to therapy i've been going to therapy since about sophomore year um Funny story, actually, my friends at the time during sophomore year, they put me on to therapy, but I was very skeptical about it just because I was like, yeah, like I've got like some issues, some relationship issues with like my father, maybe with my brother and stuff like that. But I don't see that. At the time, I didn't see that as a reason to go to therapy. Basically, I was just in denial. I just, more or less, I just didn't think my problems were big enough to go to therapy, and I didn't think that it would really do that much. But then, like, second semester of sophomore year, like, I was just so stressed. Like, stress levels so high. And there was just things that were, were going down between my dad and I, and our relationship was just, like, very, very, very tense. And I just went to my mom, and I was like, you know what? can we actually do this therapy thing? Can I actually try it out? Because I just feel like I'm backed up against a wall. And yeah, I just want to feel better. So I started therapy sophomore year. Um, Majority of my sessions revolved around my relationship with my dad, which I liked, but also didn't like back then because like I wanted to talk about my dad and stuff like that. But I also wanted to talk about different and more things in my life but I think that my sessions when I first started out basically I was just like very closed and I wouldn't really tell my therapist anything so that kind of goes into the question of like does therapy really work and my response to that is yes and no I think therapy works if you want it to work and if you're willing to actually like tell about like um, all of your problems and all of your traumas and just be open and vulnerable with your therapist but I don't think that it works if you go into therapy with the mindset of I can still be guarded and I can still you know keep you know my darkest secrets to myself like no therapy you're you're just going to be the same person that you were before you started therapy um, after you start therapy and for me like it's just something that I struggle with being being really vulnerable like even with even with strangers I don't know at least yeah so like I would tell my therapist things but like I would hear from my other friends for example about how like they'll be crying in their sessions and that they just had like a really really good session and they'll tell them this this and that um but I didn't have that experience at all basically what I was telling my therapist is what I would be telling my friends and at the time I wouldn't really be telling my friends shit so that's how you know that no yeah I wasn't really being cooperative so I think yeah therapy only works if you really want it to work and if you actually believe in its practice and it doesn't work if you just basically don't want to be open with it and vulnerable And another thing that I used to think that was just wrong was just that, like, this also goes with me just kind of, like, invalidating my problems, but I used to think that, like, you'd have to be diagnosed with a mental illness or just, like, go through, like, some crazy big trauma to receive therapy when that's just, it's just not true. 
Like, for example, if you're thinking about going to therapy and you're like, I don't know, like, if I tell my parents, they're going to be like, what do you need to go to therapy for? Like, in the back of my mind, I thought that I had to go to therapy for, like, this major and big thing, but that's really not true. You can, if you're just, like, going through, like, a weird time in your relationships or, like, I don't know, like, stuff is going on at school, like, you're feeling stressed. Because that was basically me at the time. Like, that is a valid and good enough reason to start therapy. Yeah, it's just for it's for anybody who just feels like they can't really get out all of their emotions or what they're going to with the people around them in their circle. So a stranger might end up <laughs> helping. And for me, I actually, this is, right now, I'm my new therapist. Sophomore year to junior year. My old therapist, I'll describe her, like, she was really, really chill, like, had a very calming presence, which I actually enjoyed, and I just wish that, like, back then, I was just, like, more open and more vulnerable with her, because I felt like she could have done more for me, but it just was that I was just, like, not letting her, um, she was a Gemini, um, and yeah, she was very, very empathetic, and it's like I felt like I could talk about anything, but I just wouldn't because I just had like this weird mental blockage. Um, and so, but I ended up changing therapist this year to a black therapist because I was like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be easier for me to open up and be vulnerable with my therapist if it's someone who, you know, looks like me and has gone through some of the same experiences as me. You know, familiarity breeds trust, so maybe maybe that'll help me, you know, open up a bit more. Because, I'm trying to think, I switched over Therapist 2021, and I'm, the first time, or literally like the only time that I opened up to my therapist was when, it was like junior year, I was, had like really, really bad depression, like it was really, really bad, and like, I just felt like, oof. I just felt like there was just nothing that I could do at that point. And like, I don't know, this is it. This is it. This That's a wrap. Um, and so I was talking to my therapist and I was just like, yeah, I told her what was going on. Uh, of course, I told her at the end of the session. So when I'm crying and there's only two minutes of our session, and she had to let me go. Um, but yeah, when it got really, when my depression got really, really bad, that's when I started opening um, up more to my therapist and she recommended that like she saw that like I have a problem with you know telling people about my feelings and what's really going on inside and so she applauded me for opening up to her and she also recommended that I open up to my friends as well and tell them what was going on with uh, my depression and stuff like that and I think that really helped I was like when she said that I was like Mm, I don't I don't think I want to do that because I don't know I just have this weird thing where I'm like yeah you know if you're going through some shit you can tell somebody and you know you might feel relieved when you tell them but what happens after that like you're still gonna feel like shit and I would just kind of have that pessimistic view and like that's why I just like wouldn't tell anybody like what I'm going through but I actually ended up telling my friends, like, in depth, like, what was going on with me um, at the time, because I'm sure for everybody, junior year, I'm a senior, so junior year for everybody, (laughs) 
if you aren't depressed, kudos to you. Kudos to you. But yeah, um, that was probably like, I wouldn't say, mm, that's probably on my list of times I've been depressed. She's like, ooh, she's like, she's like, mm, she's like top, top three, top three, top three. So yeah, I was, I was just really going through it and I just didn't, I just didn't want to tell anybody and I just didn't want to get help from anybody because I have this weird thing where like, I want to be crazy independent and I don't want to get help from people. I want to do it all by myself. Um, so yeah, but my therapist gave me that advice and so I ended up talking to my friends about it and I got really good feedback and guess what? I actually did feel better. I felt more relieved. I felt like I just wasn't being a little fake bitch all the time because, like, I would go out and hang out. Meanwhile, like, I'm thinking I want to die, and that just that just <laughs> that just wasn't okay. So, <laughs> um, I would say that therapy can really actually open you up with the people that you're around. Um, you just got to take that first step. You just got to take that th- first step and. And yeah, thinking back though, for when I first started therapy, um, I thought it would be more of like psychotherapy where they do like psychoanalysis and, you know, like get deep in like your subconscious and, you know, bring up all that trauma and all that shit. I thought it would be like that and it wasn't. (laughs) Um, So... That was also a little bit of the reason why, like, I wasn't being super vulnerable and open because I was just like, are we even, like, getting to, like, the deep stuff when it's like, no, I definitely had the opportunity to. I just didn't want to Um, because I, like, sophomore year and junior year, like, when I was just going through it, like, I'm really, I'm really good at therapizing myself um, but my method, my method doesn't work for everybody. So I'll explain. So when I am, you know, feeling sad or feeling depressed, I'm not really good at therapizing myself when I'm angry. Cause when I'm angry, I'm just a bitch. Um, what I do, what has helped me <laughs> in these past three years or past four years of high school is basically just like letting myself be depressed. And like for the first stage, just like not doing anything about it so I'll it's it's bad it's bad so like freshman year um I was also depressed I just wouldn't go to school like I almost got dropped from so many of my classes yeah I had straight A's so I would be an arrogant little bitch and be like how are you gonna drop me when I have an A in this class um but luckily my counter was a nice person and she was like okay I'll try and pull some strings but like Freshman year, like, I would just, you know, just, like, let myself be sad. Like, stop fighting it. And I would do the same thing junior year when it even got worse. Like, at that moment, like, because when a person is depressed, I mean, at least for what I do, is that I tend to isolate. I tend to isolate. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to do anything. Like, no motivation. You know, basic symptoms of depression. Um, and so I, when I tell you, I would literally just like sit in my bed, not even move a muscle and just like feel like shit. And I would 
just be like, just let yourself feel like shit. Just let yourself feel like shit. Like, you're gonna hit rock bottom eventually. There's no fucking point in trying to resist it. So, you know, you might as well hit rock bottom. And I hit rock bottom. I hit rock bottom. Like, searching up on Reddit, shit that I shouldn't be searching up. Um, But... I don't know, like, and this, I, I don't know if, like, my depression is seasonal, because it always is the worst during the winter, like, January, February, oof, but March, literally, once March 1st comes around, I'm a different fucking person, like, I'm doing yoga, I'm meditating, I'm reading, I'm going to Chicago Botanical Gardens, I'm going, like, taking the train and going to some random new place, like, I have bounce and, like, just so much energy, um, and it's because like January, February, like when I, cause I, I have pretty good intuition when I feel like I'm starting to get depressed and I'm just like, okay, there's two things you can hear, Tari's, two things you can do here, Tarisai. You can, you know, be in denial and, you know, try and just like do the cliche things and I don't know, like it's not it's not cliche these things actually can help but like journal or be around your friends or just think positive thoughts all the time um or you can examine why you're depressed let yourself sulk and be sad uh, and then just get fucking over it and move on with your life um and i don't know i don't know if that method's really healthy because junior year like like, oof, I um, I hurt a lot of people around me because I just would not want to talk to anybody. So, but for me, more of the story for me is just that I just let myself feel everything until I am literally numb. And then come March, usually that's when I <laughs> turn around and I'm like, oh wait, life is actually worth living. Um... But I think in this case, like, if I were to get, like, really depressed this year, which I don't think I'm going, like, I think I'm actually doing better this year. Um, I was, I am always, like, after freshman year, I've just always been a little bit nervous for when, like, winter comes around. But, like, during finals and stuff, like, I wasn't even that stressed. I don't, I don't even know. I was just, like, this has just been such, like, a common thing in my life it's kind of just like what what is there to be afraid of what like if you get depressed at least for me I'm not I'm saying for other people if you get depressed seek help I mean I'm the same way like I seek help I'm in therapy I would want to talk to my therapist about it but it's just like I don't know I just feel like at this point in stage in my life it's like if I get depressed then I get depressed and like it's just maybe it's maybe that's maybe that's a really bad thing. It's just such a common thing in my life where I'm just like, oh, it's just like going out for a run. Um, it's not. It's not. But it's just like if I get depressed, then you know, okay, well, you know what things you know what things work for you and you know what things don't work for you. Um, what things don't work for me? Isolating myself. I need to stop doing that. It's a really bad coping mechanism. It's a really bad coping mechanism. Because when I get out of my depression and I end up, you know, just like not talking to anyone and like shit, shit is just weird. Shit is just weird when you end up getting out of like a depressive episode. Like, I don't know. 
it's just awkward I feel like with everybody so um but I don't know I just I just weirdly like being alone when I'm just really really sad but that's also a lie but that also has some truth to it and me psychoanalyzing myself I think it might be because of like the whole you know independence thing and like I can do everything by myself like I don't need anybody's help I can get through my depressive episodes by yourself um it might be a little bit deep-rooted in that but but also like the type of person I am like when I feel like the world or just everything is so loud even including like my own intrusive thoughts like I like dead ass seriously just need to get away from everything from any external thing and honest to god like lock myself in a room and basically just like meditate until like I start to become myself again like I can go serious serious hermit mode and like and it's only it's only like the friends that I have now which are not many like I feel like they understand this about me like my one friend they're always just like like if we don't speak for two weeks or something like I haven't heard from you like I know it's just like you doing your little thing and I'm just like yes exactly it's not me saying that I don't want to talk to you um it's not me saying that like because I also do this when I'm not depressed where I just kind of just like go into my little hideaway and kind of just like recuperate my energy like serious introvert mode this doesn't just happen when I'm depressed this just happens when I feel like I just need a serious recharge of my energy um and I feel like my friends can kind of understand that but in terms of when in terms of when you have really really bad depression Okay, I feel like criticizing myself back then. Okay, yeah, you could you could do your little hermit mode for a little bit, but you know, not for months cuz I did it for like months. Usually I just do it for like a couple weeks, but I was doing that shit for like months. Um and maybe maybe you should talk to your friends. Maybe you should go over to your friend's house and have a sleepover. Like maybe that would help. Maybe that would be a better coping mechanism. So that is still something that like I'm trying to figure out today of like what works, what helps when I'm depressed, what doesn't. And for me, like I'm thinking last year when I was coming out of my depression, like just getting up, getting up and just going outside the house because I would just be in my room, be in my room all day. Getting up and going outside the house and weirdly talking to strangers talking like I mean that's therapy yes but like talking to strangers and just having like either weird small talk or just like random conversations like I remember last year I did a bed and breakfast um like I was just I I felt like I was losing my fucking mind I'm sure everybody did last year um so I spent $300 to do a bed and breakfast basically stay in like this woman's house who lived a block away from me because I thought that I was going to murder myself and murder my family. Um, and so I had an awesome time. Like, it was fucking amazing. Like, it was, I felt like I was staying in the Palace of Versailles. That might be an exaggeration, but it was really nice. And when I woke up the next morning, the owner was there. And I had, like, I woke up at, like, 6. And I had, like, legit, like, a 6-hour conversation with the owner just, like, about her life and she was just like telling me all the shit and she ended up giving me a book Chinese Zodiac um 
I was supposed to return it. I didn't return it. And she said that I could work for her, but she never texted me back. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, yeah, like I just had like this really, really just like cool conversation with her. And she, it was weird because she also had the same birthday as my grandma. She's a Capricorn. She gives off major fucking Capricorn vibes. Like, oh my God, that lady was fucking badass. But yeah, just like, I don't know, going outside, talking to people, talking to people that I usually don't talk to, um, like, and just like, yeah, just like going to random ass places, because I went to a lot of random ass places in March, um, and that really helped me, and yeah, and I think what really topped it off was just talking to my friends, and being honest with them, and being vulnerable, which is still something that I struggle with, because I don't know, I feel like I don't, I feel like if someone were to ask me, do you have problems expressing your emotions? I would probably say, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's easy for me to express my emotions, but it's more so hard for me to like get into the real neo gritty detailed stuff. So like, if, because one thing that my therapist said about me is she said that I'm a very open person, which I think I am. Like, I'm an open book. Like, if somebody, like, were to come up to me and just want to have a conversation about, like, anything, like, yeah, I'll definitely entertain the conversation. Um, and this is a really bad thing about me, but I am really good at manipulating people's perception of me in the sense that they think that, like, I'm like this crazy vulnerable person and I will talk about my feelings and they know everything about me and all my deepest, darkest secrets when in reality, they don't know shit. They don't know shit. Um, Because I would do that to my friends. (laughs) And so when they'd find out, like, going through this shit, they're like, oh, really? I mean, after, like, last year, I guess it was kind of noticeable noticeable a bit because I like wasn't speaking to people for like weeks but at the same time it's like oh I thought like I thought we were pretty open with each other or pretty vulnerable with each other like I didn't know that you also had all this um untalked about baggage but it's just like yeah like I I it's just that I'm an open book but I'm just not a vulnerable person and so when my therapist said that I was like bro that is literally spot on spot on um But vulnerability for me, I don't, it's not so that, like, I'm scared of it. It's more so, like, I I thought, I thought it it was kind of like a wake-up call this year. Or just with my new therapist. Because, like, I thought that I was a vulnerable person. But then she called me out and she was like, no, babe, like, you just really aren't. Like, you just really aren't. And I'm just like, you're so fucking right. I'm just not. Like, I still struggle to this day talking to my friends about my feelings like I will have to I will have to prep myself mentally to like even tell my friends if I have a fucking crush because I just don't I just don't want to tell people about that I just I don't know why I just don't I'm just like I don't want them to know that like I might have feelings for this person or like blah 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 but like I'm also a very emotional and non-emotional person at the same time. It really just depends on my mood. I'm also a very moody person. Cancer moon. Okay, anyway. But um, 
yeah, like, I think, I think for me with vulnerability, damn, I'm really just like saying all my shit on this podcast. Anyway, this is, this, guys, this might be my new therapy, so I'm sorry about that, but I'm going to continue. Um, <laughs> um, vulnerability for me, I think some of it might have to do with like, I, ooh, mm. I have a, an avoided attachment style because like I've just moved a lot around as a kid. So most of my relationships with people, like the longest friendship that I had was with this girl that I was friends with in Florida. We had a really, really big age gap, but we were friends and like still friendly to this day for like seven years. And that was dead ass, like the longest relationship that I've friendship that I've had with somebody like outside of my family um and just because like I've moved a lot like I just love how I'm psychoanalyzing myself sorry just how like I've moved a lot like none of my friendships would really you know last because like I would like in two years I'd be in another state or in another fucking country um so I wouldn't like, I would be open with people. Like, it's very easy for me to make friends, which is weird. It's very easy for me to make friends. But, like, I just wouldn't really be vulnerable with them. Because in the back of my head, I've been anxious avoidant or, yeah, avoided attachment. And I'm just like, okay, like, in two years, like, I'm going to move away. So what the fuck is the point of me pouring my heart out to you and, like, talking about this shit? Um... And I think just, like, unconsciously having that mindset is just taking a toll on, like, vulnerability, even, like, within my family. Like, I do not tell my family shit. Anybody like that? I, I, I don't tell my family shit. But I'm very close with my mom. But I don't tell her shit. And, like, if someone outside looking in would be like, oh, Tari Sai, like, you're so close with your family. Like, you're so close with your mom. And I'll be like, yeah, but... At the end of the day, like, when I was, bro, I didn't even tell, now that I think about it, I didn't even tell, <laughs> to this day, I don't even think that I told my mom that I was depressed. I mean, as my mom, like, there was this unspoken, um, unspoken awareness that I was going through some shit, but I don't think my mom really knew, like, how bad it really was for me, but I don't know, a part of me, like, Apart, I like I like how my mom went about it, cause you know mother's intuition is fucking real. Mother's intuition is fucking weird, real. Do not doubt that shit. So I'm sure that my mom had some awareness, like freshman sophomore junior year, that I was stressed or going through some shit. But she's not really like the type of mother to be like all like in your face and shit. And I kind of like how she just like this is just how she's always been. Like this is just her parenting style of like. She'll just let me go through the motions and try to find what works best for me. But it's, like, at the same time, like, I'm not as vulnerable with... Did I say that word weird? Vulnerable? I'm not as vulnerable with my family, not because I feel like I can't go to them about shit, but just because of my own problems. Like, because I've gone to my mom about, like, some stuff, and I've been like, please help me, mommy. But... Like, yeah, I, she, my mom is more of like, you can definitely go to her about anything, but yeah, I wouldn't say it has anything to do with her. I would just say it has stuff to do 
on my end but shit i lost my train of thought what was i saying she probably knew that i was going through some shit but not like to the deep extent of what was going on because i just struggle with vulnerability like in general and i've talked to my brother about this as well like literally like a month ago we were having like a conversation um and he was like this is the first time that i've seen you vulnerable and i'm like because my brother would always say to me he was like i feel like you have no emotions like sociopath type shit um and i'd be like i do have emotions i'm just really good at not showing them like i'm just a really good actress like i'm sorry sorry um but yeah that's just vulnerability man like it really it like telling my friends and being open with my friends like and just with anybody, like, not open, vulnerable. Because there is a clear distinction between being open and being vulnerable. I'm open. I'm a very open-minded person. But vulnerable, that is, yeah, that's just something that I'm working with. And I definitely think, like, it just stems from, like, my childhood and just how I am as a person. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And I think this podcast... It's helping me too, um, talking about all my shit to people I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, if you, if you if people out there listening, if you're thinking about therapy, just go, just go. Like I dead ass found my own therapist, like on my own. Like I just searched up therapist in Oak Park, and then I created like I did the consultation, everything. All I had to do was ask my mom what is our like insurance and have her um fill out some papers but like on god like it's literally not even that hard to get your own therapist and you can use apps like oh my god the amount of times that i've seen the ads for better help like yes like you can use apps and stuff and do online stuff um as well but yeah like even if you're not even before this episode if you weren't thinking about therapy i hope you're thinking about therapy too like if you're like Tari Sai over here and have got some issues with vulnerability, <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, therapy might be hard for you at first, like it was for me, but I'm telling you, it will end up helping. It will end up helping. Like, I, like I, it's so weird, but I really want to cry in one of my therapy sessions. Like, I just want to get to that point. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard for me. It's hard for me. <laughs> but yeah, like, if anyone out there is like going through anything or even if you're like yo life is pretty cool right now like i don't think about therapy why don't you go talk to your parents about it if you don't want to talk to your parents about it find one for yourself especially if you're 18 like you know take it take advantage and you know put yourself first and do what you got to do um but yeah guys that concludes this little special episode on therapy it was so weird without doing uh without doing this with Jade. Um but um yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I didn't even think I thought it was going to be a shorter episode, but it's already 30 minutes. I'm sorry. If you listen to this old thing, this whole thing, then you're awesome and I love you. So Okay, bye. Peace out. Make sure to follow us on our socials at Two Black Girls Podcast and on YouTube because we might have some more content coming out on there in the future. So please make sure to do that. And I will see you guys.